0: It's Friday, and it's my independence report. And uh, this particular report, uh, which we do every Friday, is sponsored by uh, Lamori Media. Uh, if you have a, uh, and we might talk to our guest a little bit about his working with uh, Tracy and the folks over there, but if you want to get the word out about who you are, go to Lamori Media. They're out of Canada, but they're also in LA. They're a great company, and they support this project and this program. So with that, uh, I want to thank the, uh, Tracy, who is the CEO and the head bottle washer, and I also want to uh, welcome Michael D. Teague, to the, uh, to the podcast and to the video fi- uh, podcast. Uh, yes. Michael, how are you today, sir?
1: First of all, Kevin, thank you so much for having me. I am doing well, and it's I'm excited about being on your show, talking to you, and by extension, talking to your viewers and, in turn, your listeners. Absolutely.
0: Now, what we're going to talk about is something that we all face in life. And that is, well, why don't you tell us? What is it
1: that we all face in life? So I think we all, regardless of age, race, gender, all of the categories, socioeconomic status, we all face change. Bottom line, from the day we're born to the day we leave this earth, we face change. And in so doing, we've got to, in in the words that I will probably will talk about later, we got to relaunch. There are people.
0: That I'll say change, 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 yes, scared change, we can't have change, but that's part of life, isn't it? Part of life.
1: So, how do you, have... so, oh, go ahead. I was, I was going to say, I, I think we have to understand that change happens all the time and, and biology one-on-one organisms, which do not adapt, die. So adapt is a, is a synonym in my mind for change, right? So we've got to do it whether we want to or not. We, we've got to change when we're forced to change. And that's, I think, the operative word.
0: That's true. Now, we also need to change <laughs> when we discover, when we figure out that what we're doing is not completing us. Well said. And so we're interested in trying to complete who we really are so that we can live our lives in a full, compassionate, exciting way. Don't you think? I agree. Who we really are. So
1: as we talked about off air, what what is what is our passion? You see, and again, I'm not being paid right now to promote Gene Simmons. I, I try to access information from all sources. And he said at 68, and he's probably 70 or so now, of course, from Kiss Fame, 43, 44 years of a successful career. He said in an interview, I'm working harder now, meaning him, than I did Years ago. So that assumes that he knows what his purpose is. He knows what his vocation is. It is ever expansive and he's continuing to enjoy it. And I think, Kevin, as we talked about, I think it's about passion. It's about what we, en- what we love and that we get joy out of what we're doing while we are still changing when we need to. By the,
0: by the way, if, if you're not familiar with Gene Simmons, he's the guy with the tongue. Uh, yes,
1: the, the guy with the long tongue.
0: <laughs> and that's right. And uh, uh, it's a, it's an, it, it, it's great. Now, let's talk about Michael. Uh, let's talk about you a little bit. Yes, you you. Not only are you an advocate of change, yes. you have had change happen to you and have instigated change. Did you say tell me 20 times over your life?
1: In, in my life, I'm 56, proud to be baby boomer. And in the course of my life, for your viewing audience, welcome, your listening audience, I've had to relaunch my life 20 times in my life. Hell, you're not that old. How'd you do that? Living, man. <laughs> <laughs> living life, manifesting my purpose. And just being in on this earth. So it started, and I'll kind of just sketch out beginning to now, right? And I'm sure we'll fill in the blanks, if you will, during the course of the show. So my mom and dad got divorced when I was five. Uh, yeah. So now I had, at five, I had to adapt to living in two households. Up to and including at about 40 The first 20 years of my working career were in the faith-based space. Of course, self-giving, making sure that others are good, others are whole, et cetera. I reached forward, I said, all right, well, about half my life, give or take, what do I do? And that was the beginning of my pursuit of wealth. So that's kind of, you know, second arch. Third arch, you know, corporate America from uh, the operational side for 14 years when the healthcare company that I worked for declared chapter 11 bankruptcy. Ouch. And I learned a new word: riff, Poor. reduction in force. Oh, <laughs> it's, it sounds foreboding. And and the the worst moment of of that time, Kevin, was when I saw a woman in our South office. She was pregnant, about to deliver within, let's say, a month or so. She walked in, employed, and walked out with the pink slip. And I was part of the management team to oversee the rifts. I didn't make rift decisions, but I oversaw the rifts. So that that's another, you know, relaunch. And then of course, now as I am 20 years into corporate healthcare looking to transition into entrepreneurship. So those are just kind of some what, what do you call the pulse points if you will. There's a lot in between, but I just try to help everybody understand I've been I've had to relaunch even when I didn't want to.
0: I totally get it. And uh, because when I was 40, I had this similar situation that my company was bought by somebody else. Exactly. And they and I sat in the room. Now, fortunately, (laughs) I think you'll appreciate this story. Uh, Fortunately, I was not one of the ones who was Rift. But there was a guy who I was good friends with. He had he'd been with the company that had been bought for 20 years. Great. Great sales guy a really, really talented man, and he he worked very hard. And um, they were going to pay him a year severance and a year medical because that's what they had to do uh, contractually in order to get that done. Well, I was embarking. I had decided I'd had enough of that and wanted to go into broadcasting. And so I was planning on leaving anyway. And so I sat in the general – you'll appreciate this. I sat in the general manager's office, and the new – HR guy from the new company was sitting there and cause I, I had him call him in and I said, well, here's the deal. I don't want to work for you people. I don't like you people. I don't well, like the way you do business. And so I'm not, I don't want to work for you, but what I do want is unemployment. And he said, hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. We, we don't, well, you've heard this before. We don't do unemployment. We don't yes. give unemployment for, and I said, well, all right, well, let me tell you a story. Here's the way it's going to go. You got a guy who's ever been as capable as i am that is been in around for 20 years he's my age he's he does a great job and you're going to pay him a year severance pay and medical for him to go away all i'm asking for is you not to deny my unemployment for the next 6 months because i'm going to go do this broadcasting thing and <laughs> so he goes just a minute leaves the room comes back and says all right you got a deal because because it was to their best interest to do that. But, it, but I, so I get what you're talking about. When you get, when you are in that situation, you've got to figure out how you're going to make it work. Now, yeah, over the course of time, you're now embarking upon something that's brand new and it's a little foreign to you, isn't it? Or have you been doing this for a long time?
1: So on the one hand, not foreign. I mean, I've been, an entrepreneur, quote unquote, for, for about since 2007, when I wrote my first book. Which this, the name of which is? Yes. The name of the book is Rise and Walk Seven Steps to Purposeful Living. It is an inspirational self-help book to men and uh, women who want to understand. Here we go again about change. What is the process of a man's growth and change from a spiritual perspective? So, no i've been an entrepreneur for some time now since 2006 2007 but internet entrepreneurship is i'm about 6 months into that and you know the digital economy is reported to be generating this year 571.22 billion that's billion with the b dollars and so for all the baby boomers and again this is at this moment definitely not a sales pitch it behooves us to study the digital economy in such a way that the Gen Z and millennial generation have, because that, that's, the new, that's the new economy, whether we're talking about crypto, whether we're talking about um, non-fungible acts, assets, NFTs, whether we're talking about trading, e-com, or should, let, me, let me not use uh, what's what I'm looking for, abbreviations, e-commerce, et cetera, digital products, for those who want to make a transition, Kevin, like you did into broadcasting, the digital economy is the the economy that we've really got to understand it and uh, leverage. I, I
0: I agree with you.
1: By the way, five, Did you say five hundred billion dollars? Five hundred seventy
0: one, five hundred seventy one point two two billion dollars. I don't want a billion. Can I just have a couple hundred thousand? That would be just plenty. so. <laughs> so listen, this this
1: this is free, everybody. This is free. I have a book that talks about a formula. I'm not going to mention it now because that just seems self-serving. So to make $1.2 million in 12 months, 5,000 customers who spend $20 per, per month times 12 months, or 5,000 customers who spend $240 per year, that's $1.2 million.
0: I got to write that down. That's pretty yes, good. Sir. No,
1: th- hey, Kevin, listen, I, I said this to you off air. I appreciate being on this show. You see, and I've, I've done interviews. I've watched interviews. It's it's about helping, like you said. You set the tone. I'm here to serve everybody who's watching right now. You want to make 1.2 million dollars in 12 months? There's a formula: five thousand times 20 times 12. So. Number one, you have the formula. Number two, the digital economy. We've talked about 571.22 billion dollars in 2021 and D2CM, direct to consumer marketing. And and I'm I'm saying this in particular to baby boomers who may have been displaced since 2008. And who are being displaced because of the pandemic and at midlife and I'm in midlife, you find that you have to relaunch. Yes, you do. Right. Yes, you do. And, and you know, Kevin, stop me, you know, when when you want to jump in, you know, the, we're, we're part of the sandwich generation. So kid in college, kids in college or about to go on the one hand, that's money. Then we have aging parents. My mom is 81 who who may within the next two or three years no longer to be live in the home that she bought and paid for. So where's that money going to come from? So it behooves yeah. us to have an economic plan. I tell
0: I tell you, my mother's ninety. Yes, sir. And uh, she's in a relatively decent health, but as you know, yes, that can know. change at a moment's notice. And she owns her own home. This is what's frightening about about what's happening in our in our economy in our world right now is she owns her own home. Um, she's got some money in the bank, but if she had to go to a nursing home. Or a assisted living facility, which is ten thousand dollars a month. Yes, sir. And that's going to be that's going to disappear
1: in a mighty hurry. So, so Kevin, here's the thing, and and you know, th- there's such a thing as serendipity. So, I worked for six months in senior living. I say that as context. He, these are these are real statistics, and and it speaks to change because even if we deny the facts, the facts remain. Right. If I jump, if I go to the top of the building where I work and jump off, I don't care whether I believe I'm going to fall or not. Gravity's (laughs) going to take over. So I learned this in senior living. Ten thousand dollars per month is about average. The average elderly person entering senior living has two point five years of income. Then it's done. And so what's that? Two hundred forty thousand. You see what I'm saying? And it's done. So, so where's the additional money going to come from? That It's going to come from us who are the children of parents who, even though they bought their home, you know what? And there's some nursing homes and more importantly, what we call CCRCs, Continuous Care Retirement Communities. And this is the financing model or the scandal, depending on how you want to look at it. Think about a, a person like my mom who paid for her house, whatever it's worth. You basically turn that money over to the to the uh, assisted living facility, and some of them want one hundred fifty thousand just to be considered. You got to have that liquid. I, and yeah, and this it, re- this is real.
0: It it is. And the poor kids. I was just thinking about speaking of poor kids. I would be one of them. That that you have to try and figure out a way. Once that money's gone, you don't want your mother living. No. in a in a Medicare setting. I've seen what those are like, and they're not they're not nearly as pretty as as, as a ten thousand dollar a month facility.
1: Exactly. So
0: anyway, it makes it tough.
1: So I I think I think Kevin, part of what we're talking about is the reality of, of, of this age, this day. I think there they're signs of hope. I think part of it is just accepting the reality of a situation and then Formulating a plan of change. No change is is easy, right? It takes 40 days to to establish a new habit. And it's a duty, then it's a discipline, then it's a delight. But we got to go through the duty part and the discipline part to get to the delight part. Michael, you've been studying
0: this for a while, and you're working on it, and you're helping people initiate that change. I want to yes. talk to you about two things. The first one is the quote-unquote midlife crisis that most men go through, and I'm sure you've written about it and, and understand it pretty thoroughly. Uh, what's that about, and, and how how do you get through that? How do, how do the women in our lives get through that when we want to go off and ride a motorcycle when we're 42?
1: I, I, so I think if all we want to do is ride a motorcycle, then <laughs> I would say, ladies, <laughs> help him on. <laughs> I, help
0: him on and get him out of here.
1: Yeah, 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 I think that's relatively innocuous. I think the midlife crisis is men who are getting in touch with their mortality. That's exactly right. So let me give you a case in point. I have a 14-year-old son, plays football. We were out at the track a couple days ago. And, and I consider myself athletic. I work out. So you know, we we're trash talking. Ah, dad, I'll smoke you. Yeah, Mike, yeah, right. Come on. And and so it's getting kind of cold out. And I said, Mike, let's jog it up. Oh no, Dad. I'm like, come on. Let, let's jog it up. Yo, Kevin. He smoked <laughs> me. Like I'm gonna betray my age, like uh, Bugs Bunny and the Road Runner. Like <laughs> I was, I was the tortoise; he was the hare. And I'm like, we won't be racing anytime soon. <laughs> so, you know, even in the best shape, our reflexes are not as fast as a 20 year old. I box and do martial arts, right? So, not as fast. Our recovery time is not as fast and the deconditioning process is more is quicker. So I think when we get in touch with our mortality, that's one piece. Here's another piece. We've made sacrifices for our family, and in many respects, we're putting ourselves second, and we're like, you know what, darn it, I want that motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right? Or, or I want... The female salesperson who's selling me the motorcycle, <laughs> just keeping it real. Right. So exactly. it, it's that it's, it's saying, you know, when is it my turn? So depending upon what our ethic is, our spirituality is, our mindset is will determine how we manifest that midlife crisis. And I think, how do we get through it? I think conversations like this being Around men who are also in midlife, saying, "Yo, brother, you know, you are hitting that bottle a little hard. I know you want to party like you did when you were 20, but yeah, what about your liver enzymes?" <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, and and I think I think midlife, I think it it is a time to change for the better. While accepting the reality of where our minds, our bodies, and our souls are at that midlife point,
0: I, I, I tell you, Michael. By the way, we're talking with Michael D. Teague. It's Teague, right?
1: Yes, it's Teague.
0: And uh, and the first book that we've talked about, uh, you you wrote in two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Name of that book is It's intriguing. The title intrigues me. I need to get that book. What's it called again?
1: It's Rise and Walk. Seven Steps to Purposeful Living. You can, you know, at the end of the show, I'll give my email address, and and I can definitely get your copy. Anybody who oh. may be interested. What's that? So that was my first book. Do it, do
0: it now. What you working? Sure. What's so your so it,
1: so it's I'm gonna be reworking it, of course, you know, for modern for, for 2021. Info at michaeldteague dot com m i c h a e l d t e a g u e dot com. Shoot me an email, and um, you know we'll, we'll um, I'll get your book.
0: That's a, that would be awesome. Now you also you didn't and you didn't mention the title, but
1: you're working on a second book, are you not? Yes, yes I am. It's uh, entitled "Relaunch at Midlife: Making the Change That You've Been Forced to Make." Yes, Operative. indeed. Forced to make. Who wants listen? I don't want to change. Let's just keep it real. I mean, in, in principle, what what human being wants to change, right? If if we're comfortable where we are, who wants to change until change smacks us in the face? Ah. Speaking ah. of speaking of getting smacked in the face. Yes. I have
0: I have I have an old country music song story to tell you.
1: Tell me, I'm listening. Uh-huh.
0: When when uh, I was in my early 40s, and I had always, when I was a kid, I was a DJ at a college radio station. Right. I was an actor. I did uh, I did uh, uh, Fiddler on the Roof and Taming of the Shrew. I was a lead in Taming, you know and all that, and uh, so I, I I really loved I love performing as you can probably tell. And I love being uh, talking to people and and creating things, and I really wanted to get into radio. I found out how to do it. And so that's when I left the food service company and started to do that. It was on my own dime, my own project. And mm. I, I was spending $2,000 a month to, uh, no, excuse me, $2,000 a week to wow. do a program called Positive Talk Radio on KKNW 1150 in Seattle, two hours a day, five days a week. Loved it had great guests on had spiritual people had had positive motivational people had all kinds of wonderful folks on there well I could I, eventually I ran out of you know like the money you I know mean, you kind of need that thing I get it and I, I can and, talk
1: about that later on Kevin yeah yeah <laughs> bootstrap your business if you if we're serious we bootstrap our business.
0: Exactly. But I, I didn't know everything about the business. I thought when I looked at the numbers, I said, well, if you sell this much advertising for this much money, you'll make this much money and then you'll be fine. Um, but you can't sell the advertising. Anyway, long story there. So I had to give it up. Yeah. and uh, And in the process, because of the change that I was going through, my kids are still with me, which I'm eternally grateful for. But um, my dad died, my dog died, my wife left me, she had an affair, I mm-hmm. lost my house, had to declare bankruptcy, I ran into a bridge. <laughs> All kind of no. you know, in a three three and a half year, four year period. Um, and then but I kept on persevering and came through it and oh. uh, and 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 stuff. But so change can be and sometimes it can be painful.
1: Oh wait, I think Kevin, and and that's that's a powerful story. And when I talk to people, I always like to find out, you know, what made you persevere. Here's the thing: change is always painful, growing pains. Wasn't, you know, my son is taller than me. Not that that's necessarily difficult. But growing pains. I remember when I was a teenager, you know, the joints hurt. And, and what's the result of that? Unless it's some type of uh, arthritic condition, which at 14, how many are going to have that? It's painful because the body's stretching, it's adapting. And and so change is, it is painful. And I think, Kevin, you said something very important. We we have to understand that it's going to be, Who's, who said it's going to be easy? Right? And And this yeah. is not sarcasm. This is just keeping it real. It's not easy, but the result of the change is always a greater degree of satisfaction, purpose, as you discussed, peace and joy. I am, I am a witness, if you will, that on the other side of that change and that pain is pleasure. Exactly. And, and
0: that, that so help us here. Yes, sir. How do we get through the pain and get to the pleasure?
1: So first we have to accept the reality of what we are facing. Denial is deadly. It's about as deadly as a terminal illness. So we have to face it. Okay. I've been riffed. I've been. I've been diagnosed with a chronic illness. My mom needs to go into a nursing home. No one's saying that we're gonna enjoy that moment or that realization, but we gotta accept it because until we accept it, there's no way that we can change it. Then we've gotta gather the data. All right, what is what are all the implications of this relaunch moment, I'll call it, that I have to gather in order to make a change, then we've got to decide. I'm gonna change. Should I stop? Let me keep going. No, no. you're doing, you're, <laughs> you're <all laughs> time, you keep going. You know, I do, you know, Kevin, I, I do media too. So, you know, I always got, I always try to, I, I always try to play off, if you will, the co host. I mean, you're, I'm the guest, you're the host. So I don't, I don't want to dominate the conversation, though I am enjoying the conversation. So let, let me, let me just kind of slow walk it we can kevin and i can give thousands of steps you can research any motivational inspirational speaker etc steps 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 do you know what i found it's about a mindset before it's a skill set mindset oh, precedes skill set 8 days out of a 7 day week i have studied high net worth individuals Grant Cardone, Ed Milette, Ty Lopez, Gary Vaynerchuk, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, others. And it is interesting if we study them, what we see and what I saw is they honestly talk more about their story from which we can extract principles and the mindset. So if we wanna make a change, if we wanna relaunch at midlife or any other part of our lives, Number one, it's a mindset to say I'm going to change. I don't want to. It hurts. Sugar Ray Leonard talks about going into the place of pain. We got to go to that place of pain, Kevin. I'm sure with with what you you experienced, it was painful, and we've <laughs> yeah. got to go. We've got to go. Listen to this. We got to go through it, to it, if you will, to go through it.
0: Exactly right. Exactly right, and you what you what you're saying, Michael is so fundamental, but it's hard. People don't tend to look at it the way that you're looking at it and understanding that they can come out the other side and it can be a beautiful experience
1: Fight or flight so again, let me use a boxing analogy and again I and Kevin, it's interesting in any every interview that I've done around this change, For lack of a better better word, phenomenon, people have, the co-host has always said, yeah, but Mike, not to be antagonistic. And so I'm going to make it very real. I box. I'm in the ring. My opponent's in front of me. We're having a sparring session. Bell rings. I get punched in the face. I get punched in the face again. Either I'm going to get, continue to get punched in the face or I'm going to fight back. So when we encounter that moment in which whatever we have to change to or change from confronts us, it's like getting punched in the face. So either we're going to catch a beat down or we're going to fight back. I mean, that's that's really what I mean. We. Kevin, we could be real esoteric about it, you know, and and we can go there, right? We can talk about the spirituality of change and the psychology of change and how the cognitive at the end of the day, you're getting punched in the face. Are we going to keep getting punched in the face or are we going to fight back and fight back metaphorically means that we say, "Okay, got to change. Let me let me tell you quick. <laughs> Is it was that was that
0: real enough? <laughs> well, I, I'm going to make it even more real because I've got a boxing story for you.
1: All right, I'm listening.
0: When uh, uh, Rocky came out in '76, love the I whole. Decided, I saw them all. I did too, and yes. I decided, hey, I'm going to be a boxer. You're so in.
1: Right, <laughs>
0: yeah. I went down to the Eagles Gym in downtown Seattle, and they—I had a real strong build, and I could punch like really, really hard. And they, even the guys that were professional managers, they were saying, "You know, you know, kid, you got you got talent. You could make it far. You could become." And who was it? Marvin Hagler was a middleweight champion of the world. Yes, yeah, you, you could be a Hagler if you get if you get good enough. So, so I decided I was going to box for a while and try to get into shape. And we went to the Monroe reformatory, which is a, then they had AAU boxing there, which is a uh, um, prison up in Monroe in Washington state. And, and they were supposed to, they were supposed to pair us with people that were in the, in prison yes. that that were of likability to us. Now this is going to be my first fight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, as it turns out, I didn't realize that when you're in prison, you got nothing else to do but work out.
1: And you may never get out, so you don't even care about being the Marcus of Queensberry rules. Like, yeah, dude, I'm doing double life. I could care less about the Marcus of Queensberry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly right. So, so I get into this fight, and uh, in the first round, I almost knock him out, and, and and I'm doing really quite well. But then I get a little tired, and he comes on in the second round. Mm-hmm. and and this, And the story is... And you know how this works. He he pinned me up against the ropes, and of course they say at the beginning, defend yourself at all times. All times, <laughs> protect and, yourself
1: at all times. Shake hands, good luck.
0: Yes, and so the the referee goes in to break us up, and the first thing that I do, drop my hands, and oh, the yes. next, first thing that he does is punches me in the face. Then 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 it was a contest between my face and the floor, I love and because I, I he knocked he knocked me out. And uh well, I didn't knock me out, it was a TKO. Uh and but the moral of the story is when I tell that story, the proudest part that I the, of of that whole story is mm-hmm. he had broken my cheek and I had to have surgery to put it back together, and I was bleeding profusely and all that, but the but I got up at the count of five. So because I got up at the count of five to me, that was a moral victory because I got punched in the face and got up. So
1: for everybody listening, that's a metaphor for change. Yes. Right. We, we, we're going to get punched in the face. Metaphorically speaking, we may be bloodied, you know, Invictus by William Ernest, Ernest Tenley. You know, my head is bloodied, but unbowed. However, Either we're going to continue laying down or we're going to get back up. And it really, and maybe, Kevin, because you and I are athletes, so we've learned how to play with pain, practice with pain, get punched in the face, bloodied, and we still fight on. Maybe that helps us, and hopefully anybody watching and later on listening, whatever the metaphor is, you got to have one. Something's got to drive us through to the other side and then enable us to tap into that resiliency, which all of us have. See, well said. Some, something has got to kick in and I've been there, you know, and, and being punched in the, being punched in the nose, my nose starts bleeding. I'm tr- sparring with a professional boxer. And I said, listen, I'm going to do five rounds. And I survived five rounds. I go home, blow my nose and my eye. My eye swells up like it, Like it was a balloon. Right. So I'm like, uh oh, something's wrong. Long story short. Go to the doctor. X-ray. Fractured sinus cavity. I see the bone sticking out of my nose. Six (laughs) weeks to heal. Moral of the story, though, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the blood, I finished five rounds. You got up at fives. So when change confronts us, we have to develop some type of, here we go again, mindset yeah. that will enable us to p- go to in order to go through.
0: I have another question for you, sir. When I yes, turned, sir. when I turned 50 years old, uh, I was a sales guy mm-hmm. and I was a sales manager and so forth. When I turned 50 years old, I discovered little to my to, to my horror, that I was virtually unemployable because they didn't want, first of all, they didn't want to pay for my resume because my resume was too in-depth and it was going to cost them too much money. And two, they were thinking, you're 50. We're not going to have you around for very long and and stuff. So it became very difficult for me to stay in that line of work. When that confronts somebody and they are struck and actually uh, – um. Held by fear that they'll never work again or can't. How do you get them? How do you coach people to get through
1: that? I like this, it, Kevin. May I say this? This is purely. Uh, this is very sincere. You're good. <laughs> if I wasn't, if I wasn't on my game, I'd be like, uh, uh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I prepared yeah. for this. Everybody,
0: yeah, no, you're good. You're thank good. You, that's sir. that's why I ask you these these types of questions yeah. because you can help. You can legit. And the reason I do this is that you can legitimately help people.
1: And and, and I want to do that. So let let's start with this. And thank you for the word coaching. Fear is false evidence appearing real. Yep. Fear is false evidence appearing real. Concurrent with that is the conditioning that we need to leave our financial destiny in the hands of someone else. Mm. Well, said. well said. And and sir, to your, your viewing audience, your listening audience, that's stinking thinking. thinking. And I get it. Regardless of race, class, gender, our age group, we were taught, go to college, take out some debt, get a degree, get a good job, work for 40 years, you'll have your 401k. 2008 destroyed that. It did. It killed the paradigm. So what I say is this. The financial security triangle, and I'm going to trademark it, but I'm going to give it out for free right now. Just don't use it, anybody. (laughs) You heard it here, and I have it written down in my notes at home. So in in order to survive, to speak directly to your question, Kevin, is today we need a triangle, a job, a business, and income-producing investments Short of financial catastrophe, that is the most secured position to be in. Job. Bi-weekly pay, monthly pay, and benefits. Although a job is a just over broke.
0: <laughs> I gotta write that down. That's good. A
1: job is a just over broke, and we will never, we will never be paid. Kevin and I have been in sales, I'm still in sales. And and thankfully I do well. I know that I'm still not being paid what I'm worth because the owner of the corporation, the only way to, listen, the only way to get paid what you're worth is to pay yourself. CYOC, create your own check. I'm about to start a podcast probably next month. CYOC podcast, create your own check. See, we've been taught dependency and I'm not trying to get on the soapbox. This is real talk. Again, regardless of race, class, gender, uh, ideology, we were taught to be workers for other people who employ us. And what I'm suggesting is we've got to shift the paradigm. So we have our nine to five and then our whenever to whenever. So instead of fearing being unemployable, we employ ourselves. I had a doctor, one of our medical directors. He said this to me 10 years ago. He said, Mike, we were at ShopRite eating sandwich. He said, Mike, check it out. I'm never going to fire. I'm never. How did he put it? He said, I'll never fire myself. (laughs) It's a good point. So so how do we not fire ourselves or how do we employ ourselves? We start a business. My first book, Rise and Walk, was my first foray into business. My business or should I say my book was my business. So, Mike, what can I do? Not a sales pitch what is your passion? What do you like to do? This generation, this Gen Z millennial generation, and I was talking to a guy at Stop and Shop, and I live in Central Jersey. I'd met him before, long story short, 20 years old. I said, yo, I said, my man, you're the first generation that never has to work a job. Wow. Think, think about that. The Gen Z generation what, 14 to 24, 10 to 24, and I think millennials 25 to 35, right? And that's my buyer profile for my internet business. Think about it. The first generation that never has to work a job, I've been working since I was 14 years old. All of us, most of us had an after-school job. So I want get, to get, I'm getting off track a little bit. So we, we want to start that business. So anybody who's afraid of being unemployable, employ yourself. That's it. Start a business. Learn how to run a business. And there are two things in business that we can never outsource: sales and and, and raising money. So sales, learning how to sell, you'll always eat. Now that
0: that that I know to be true.
1: Uh, <laughs> right, wait, 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 and, and, are you are you picking up what I'm putting down, Kevin? I mean, we're, you were in sales, right? Some of the highest paid people are athletes, entertainers, and salespeople. I heard a guy who's a self-made millionaire. He said, if you have a, listen to this, if you have a lot of money, invest. If you have a little money, start a business. If you have no money, learn to sell.
0: That's that's beautiful. We
1: dropping we dropping jewels on the air (laughs) this afternoon. Now, I notice I didn't say me. I said we is it. And I don't know if you if there are people who can respond. But listen, if this is helping, let us know. I'm here to help. Kevin's here to help. Absolutely.
0: By the way, I think you're going to be. Uh, You're going to have a hell of a podcast. When are are you going to finish that up and get it out there?
1: So we're going to, it's going to be, I'm looking at restream.io as the platform. And I would say mid mid to end of May. Yeah. The CYOC podcast, create your own check.
0: When, whenever you need somebody then uh, to come on your podcast, I'm there, brother.
1: It's, it's, you know what, Kevin, it's, it's a done deal and i already have uh, have a team out of the Philippines and, um, but if if we have time, let's talk about team building. Because you know, I want whatever direction you want to go in, Kevin. I, I want to go in. I want to. I really want to help baby boomers. So let me just say this quickly. I have a team out of the Philippines, and they did research in terms of getting internet entrepreneurs to fill fill up my guest slots on a weekly basis. Being a solopreneur is over is overrated. J. Paul Getty, who I believe in the late 1800s, early 1900s, was the richest man in the world. Listen to what he said. He said, I'd rather have 1% of 100 people's efforts than 100% of my own. Exactly. A solopreneur is only going to go so far, but some someone who has a team, and I'm talking to my baby boomer compatriots, bivocational. How do, how, do we, how do we navigate that fear of being unemployable, right? It's facts, it's systems, it's processes, it's knowledge. You develop a team around your business idea and you monetize it. And I'm not I don't want to sound overly simplistic because we only we only have, I guess, 45 minutes to an hour. But I'm just kind of dropping things. You know, if if afterward, we you know, people want to get in touch with me, Kev, you know, they can. You know, we have to be willing to go the extra mile. Right. If you want something that you never had, you have to do something you've never done. So you have to have your job. You have to work your business around the job. My day because I have an international team starts four thirty in the morning sometimes. So what?
0: That's you're right. I'm saying that what?
1: to myself. I'm not saying that to, to anybody listening. So what I gotta get at 4 third in the morning. A job, there's no such thing as a secure job. Forget about it. We learned that coming up. I mean, and I'm a baby boomer. Not not so. There is no secure job. The only secure job is the one you create for yourself.
0: That's right. And, and as a matter of fact, uh my independence report, nobody can take that from me. It's mine. I there own.
1: you go. And and you know what, Kev? That's your business. It is. Yeah. See what it I'm is. saying? So, so you. I'm sure you said, okay, it's your passion. I can tell you love it, All there and on there. I can tell you love it. You're beaming. But it. This is a. It's your brand and it's your business. There are expenses. There's revenue. There's systems. There's sales. There's marketing. There's ops. There's legal. There's accounting. That's a business. So podcast. It. It can be a business. There's a guy named. And I don't. You know what? You know why? Kevin and, and, and audience, you know why I don't mind quoting people and, and endorsing them without having been paid? Because I've learned from them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a guy named Poku Banks on YouTube. Look him up. He's maybe 20 years old from Great Britain. And his motto is Poku Banks, baby. <laughs> that's that's his that's his that's his handle. And and listen, watch this. Personal branding. I'm I'm trying to give the the Gen Z and millennial world, the digital world to my to the baby boomer generation. Poku Banks, baby. One, he said that there was one show he never said it. People hit him up on Instagram and Facebook. So you gotta be on, you gotta be on social media, my baby boomers. Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, tic, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter. All right. He has a quarter million followers on TikTok. All behind investing information and Poku banks, baby. So what? This is what I do. When I start my show, my media name is Finesse. What's What's up, everybody? It's your man Finesse. <laughs> Welcome to CYOC, where you can create your own check. My first guest this for our kickoff show was Kevin McDonald.
0: What's I noise? All right, so I got to pick your brain because you're good. You're, oh man, you're thank very you, very so. good. My my tagline, which is my independence report, um, but my tagline is declaring freedom from hate, division, and fear. I like it. Um, is that is that a good tagline?
1: If if that is an expression of you, most definitely. And it's, and Kevin, we're we're media personalities. I don't ever want to use the word celebrity. I'm a, I'm a personal brand. And I'm a media personality. So we have to know when the light comes on, like I see this the live uh, in the upper left hand of, of your, your uh frame. It's time we gotta act. You see, so it, it, it comes out because people are drawn, like Poku Banks. I subscribe to his channel. I'm like, I like this guy. <laughs> right? And he thought it up. Poku Banks, baby. And He'll at the end at the beginning. So for me, when I end my lives on Facebook and Instagram, I I look into the camera and say, start where you are with what you have and do something. Watch this today. One love, peace, right? Start where you are with what you have. And do something today, so that we have to kill the paralysis of analysis. What's the paralysis of analysis? Thinking about something that to do that we we never do it. And so many baby boomers, myself included, we we overthink. Nah, just do. We
0: when know you started
1: it, in media. You you decided I'm going to do it. Okay, do it.
0: We know it's interesting that you that you bring that up, and yep. that is that is that I started. I, I wanted to do podcasting for a while uh, because the technology is finally caught up to where I can do an actual show and yes. create this thing and make it work. And, uh, um, so I started, I started my independence report. My son named it and I think it's a good name, I think. And That's in any event, I started it in August of uh, 19. I had zero, zero listeners, zero followers. And, uh, now in 2021, which is about 20 months in, uh, it's been downloaded 25,000 times. Um, and that's without the benefit of a team, without the benefit. Can you imagine how I could be doing if I had a team behind so, me?
1: So, so listen, everybody, listen to this. Listen to this. Russell Simmons, the, 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 the allegations notwithstanding, good givers are great getters. So, Kevin, you, you thought enough of me through Tracy to have me on your show. Of course. So I want to encourage you to build a team. I mean, let, and we're going to stay in touch. I have a team right now, and this is not bragging everybody. I am the director of business development for a healthcare startup. And I'm only saying it as context. There is no way that I could do what I'm doing. And I have about 11 ventures at various stages of development. I could not do it without a team of people. And up again, this is to my baby boomers, Upwork.com. I've hired an international team of freelancers through Upwork.com. So I have somebody, Kevin, who does my creatives. My CFO, I pay him $15 per hour. He has an MBA in finance. I have someone who's who's only... Managing my TikTok reels, and, and we we have to be precise today in terms of ma- in terms of leveraging this digital economy and dealing with direct to consumer marketing or D2CM. I don't I have good copywriting skills, but I have no graphic design skills. So I have someone who who I have employed who specifically handles my creatives. I have someone else who is my listen to this baby boomers, my influencer marketer. He's developing a cadre of influencers social media influencers who will help me promote my book. I have someone for my blog. And then Kevin, I want to kind of, cause we're both in, in this media space. I have someone who's helping me to monetize my blog via Amazon affiliate links. Holy crap. Yes, sir. <laughs> You're busy. Well, man. <laughs> you, you, well, you know what, you know what it is, Kevin? I, I don't, I don't want to, place my financial destiny in the hands of anyone else but myself and the creator because I I overstand that there is no such thing as a secure job so this show the independence report it's your business and so how much could you scale if you had a team and you know what Damon Dash who was a hip he discovered Jay-Z and Kanye West listen what he said everybody and and I've tried to live it. He said, a boss puts his own money up. Kevin, you put up your, your, your own money to $2,000 a week. Everybody do the math. Kevin kind of, he said that and kept it moving, but I listened because I'm a numbers guy. Can you imagine? He believed in himself enough, and he didn't pay me to say this. He believed in himself enough to put his own money up. Angel investors, and I know Kevin, we're kind we're, we're dropping jewels, right? There is no angel investor that I know of who will ever invest in anyone who will not believe in him or herself enough to invest his or her own money. I put my own money up every single week. Why? Because I believe in myself. Kevin, you did it because you believe in yourself. So as the Caribbean say, respect man, respect your man, me respect your man. All right, I'm, I'm getting, I'm having too much fun, Kevin. Let me, let me, let me be just the, the guest.
0: This no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I, it's, it's like, okay, Michael, wind you up and there you go. Oh you, yeah, you, man.
1: You, 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 but you wound me up. It's okay. But you, so, you, so yeah, Kevin, listen, I mean this sincerely, sir. You know, however I can help you in that, in the team building piece, because I believe in what you're doing. I think positivity is uh is very important. There's too much negativity, right? So you want to do something positive? If I can help you, sir, I'm here. Respect, man. Respect. <laughs> uh, you know,
0: uh, you are you you are the coolest dude. You know, Tracy said that you and I would 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 have a great time, and she was correct.
1: Thank you, uh, sir. You're a good you man, Kev. Kevin. You're a good man. I mean, I mean that, and 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 it's not perfunctory. I mean it sincerely. And you know, I think. Um, I,
0: Michael, I gotta, I gotta ask you one more thing before,
1: right, cool, cool,
0: cool. before when before we run out of time. Because okay, I like I said, I was a, um, um, I was in media for for a while. That I flamed out because I ran out of money and I couldn't support it with advertising and stuff. I yes. did not have a team around me, which speaks to, or, or I had the wrong team around me, which speaks to what you are saying. Yes. Sir. Um, but then i had to go and uh i've been i've been blessed i've been completely blessed because i had to go work work for a living for 11 years and mm-hmm. so i was a bus driver in in seattle yeah. so it, it, it was like and our next stop it, you know one of and and um, so i was able to write my financial ship get everything together um, the, the gal who helped me get the job at metro was somebody that i that had been on my show bunches of times and her partner was a mucky muck with them and so i was able to get that job i righted with the financial stuff and got that all together and now um i now can and then then i fell and hurt myself a couple of times and now i have to so by the way congratulate me i'm retiring from metro day after tomorrow
1: congratulations
0: and um i can live on what i make Good. Um, but what I want to be able to do is to create something that I can give back to the world um, financially, uh, emotionally, positively, that, that sort of thing. So that I can help people with, and bring and see, you need to be heard. You need to be heard by a
1: bunch of friggin' people. Hey, help a brother out. And I help you, Kevin. And, and let me just say, and, and I know you have a question and everybody listen you know 56 i've had some success i'm i'm just a regular guy and and i and so it's like old money you know you don't we don't need to flaunt it i don't need to be overly over the top in self promotion you know kevin this show is helping me and every guest who comes on you're helping that guest also everybody who who watches and listens and here's the thing everybody and applies what they're hearing now this kevin and i've gone back and forth but there's some platinum motivational jewels in what's being heard can i take can i be like bernie Mac can i tell you a story I? I just want to tell you a story so tell my son story. was two years old real fast my son was two years old in the car seat jostling back and forth i'm like mike Son, you got to sit still, Jocelyn back and forth. Mike, you got to sit still, Jocelyn back and forth. I said, Mike, you got to sit still, son. You better listen. He says, I don't want to dad. Dada. You hear me? Yeah. He's like, You hear me? You hear me? I don't want to dad. Dada. All right. I could, uh, you know, we're both in media. We could dress it up and I could be more embellished. See, listen to what we're saying. I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. 20 times in my life i've relaunched you understand so if if you want to make progress this is free information listen to what we're saying we're laughing we're joking we're animated yet there's some i'll use a ten dollar word there are this is driven by our existential reality we've lived through this so there are people, listen, there are people who charge a lot of money for this. <laughs> we're right. doing it for free. And you know what? Happy to do it for free, right? And, and unless for anybody who wants to do motivational speaking, inspirational speaking, unless you're willing to do it for free, you'll never do it for pay.
0: It's true.
1: Real talk. So, but listen to what we're saying. The big boys, and I listen to them every day. Tony Robbins, respect. Eric Thomas, respect. Others, I've listened to them. They're not saying anything that I'm not saying. And sometimes we only value the information when it comes from the million-dollar mouth. It, it's <laughs> you understand? It's just it's all it's about is exposure. Not to no disrespect to them, respect to them, and Kevin, respect to you. So all the the big 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 boys, they have a mic, a camera. And an audience just like you, sir. So respect, man, to you, man. Respect. <laughs> Let me. see. <say. laughs> I'm That's having too much fun, Kevin. You better. don't. don't you tell did. Tracy on me, please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, she and, said
1: I'm going to have fun. She did tell me I'm going to have fun. I'm having fun.
0: I'm. I'm so glad you. I'm so glad you are, Michael. By the way, Michael. Michael D. And you're going to be hearing a great deal about him in the in the future is my prediction. I think he's going to do extraordinarily well at whatever he does. And, uh, And it's motivational speaking, you can do you can do it all. And you've lived it. So I've lived it. And that's that's the key. That's that's really is the key. So you can you can help us, old farts, figure figure it out so that we can live. I I, I was telling Michael before the show as I mentioned I was a bus driver for eleven years. There's a, guy, a bunch of guys, and this is what I don't want anybody in our audience. I don't want this to happen to anybody in our audience who mm-hmm. feels like they've got to work for forty years following the the paradigm that used to be, which used was. You get out of college you go get a job you work there for 40 years you get a gold watch you get a 401k and then you retire and then you go sit someplace i don't want anybody to do that what i want you to do is to morph that into another career because i've had a bunch of guys that that were bus drivers they worked 60 70 hours a week for years and years and years and years they retired They had nothing else to do. They had no family to speak of because they worked so much. They didn't have a great deal of friendship base and
1: they died
0: because Mm. they had nothing left to live for. And I want everybody to have stuff to live for until they're way into their 90s.
1: So our, I think, Kevin, for me, we talked about purpose. I'm going to bullet point it out. Number one, my baby boomers, and I have a heart for baby boomers, not to exclude anybody else. Number one, Realize your story. Two, write your story. Three, develop a personal brand from your story. And then four, promote your story as a personal brand and monetize I, it.
0: By the way, ladies and gentlemen, what you just heard in some circles would cost you $150 an hour to hear. True uh, that. True that. Because that that is absolutely true, and and don't just because you're getting older and you can't do the things you used to be able to do, you know, Michael's Michael's son can outrun him now. So what? Easily.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, hey, ain't no shame in my game. That what he can out? What's that an adverb? Easily, I was shocked. Yo, Kev, I was like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'd say it's it's a sad awakening with that
1: awakening but i thought i was good buddy i was like oh guess not
0: well you but i i so now i have to tell my kids you know when i was your age i was better nice. than you are, but there's no way that i can prove that so so work it works out so michael if somebody wants to get a hold of you how do they do that
1: so i'm i'm new school and i'm old school so info at michael d com is my email address www.michael d is my website you can see my interview an interview of me and other other offerings i have listen i'm old school call me 908 644 4122 if you want to reach me call me my phone it's the bat phone it's on all the time and i'm, I'm here to slow. serve
0: slow down and say that one more time sure i'm so just trying to write that down
1: so number one info at michaeldtig.com is my email address my website is www.michaeldtig.com. my phone number which is the easiest way to reach me text or call is 908-644-4122 i'm here to help those who want to make change in their life you want to relaunch you're thinking about starting particular baby boomers and internet-based business I'm available. Holla. Hey, Kevin, thank you, sir. Thank you. I really appreciate this opportunity. And
0: and Michael, I'd like to give everybody an opportunity. That I would, You have the floor, sir. You'd tell our audience anything you'd like them to know.
1: Change is difficult. Change is necessary. Change is the key to peace.
0: Well said, sir. Well said, yes, sir. sir. And then uh, a new one that uh, has cropped up in my world. Number one is, uh, let's be kind to another. But another one is, I want everybody to live their life. And at the on your last day on this earth, I want you to have no regrets. True. Because if you if you decide that you're not going to regret decisions that you didn't make, if you want to make it, make it. Don't, don't leave it on the table. You know, don't regret it.
1: So I'll say this, too, quickly. Mitt Romney, when he lost to Barack Obama, I'll never forget it. Kevin, he said, I left it all on the field.
0: Whoa. That's all you can do. And then if you do that, you can't feel badly about what you accomplished or didn't accomplish. Yes, sir. Cause you left this, it this out. The-
1: this is good. <laughs> we got to do this again. You're definitely going to be a guest on my show. I have your email address, man. And I, let's listen, let's keep in touch. Let's talk team building offline. Anything I can do to help you, sir. This is a phenomenal opportunity, phenomenal program. And you know, let's help each other, man. No, no selfishness.
0: Oh, bless your soul. Face young face. man. I, I, I no, I really, I really appreciate you, Michael. You, you are, you are one of the reasons and just confidentially to the audience. Michael's one of the reasons why I do this because Whoa. he's a, he's a smart guy. He knows what he's talking about, Thank you, and he can help.
1: No man, but you what you try to do, bro. You try to make the water come? I don't know how much. I mean, I see the time. So we can do. We got it all. We got all so, day. Dude. So he, here's the thing. I I just want to say this. Kevin and I have lived this. Yes, I've read it. Yes, I have a bachelor's degree and a master's degree. I've lived this. I, and this is why I can speak about it literally all day. In partic- And I keep saying baby boomers. I don't know what your audience is demographically, Kevin, I, to the extent to which they're baby boomers. Just know that I've lived this. I've lived through it. I can talk about having had to relaunch 20 times in my life. And I start, I, I gave, and I'm a I'm a bullet points guy. So I said, all right, let me let me just graph three points, and we've kind of filled in, in the blank. So, you know, I want to help baby boomers relaunch, and I want to help internet entrepreneurs succeed. And that's part of my purpose. You see, there's a there's a faith-based part which Know, if if we have a more faith-based conversation I can talk about, I always, I always respect more, I won't use the word secular, but more humanistic kind of programming. But that's, that's my passion. I want to help baby boomers relaunch because we don't want to do it because we're older. We want to settle. No, stop. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, Even though my son can beat me, I'll race him because it, it, <laughs> at least I'm trying. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: exactly. Well, and <laughs> You, you, the the thing is, is that, and I agree with you 100. If you stop, you'll die. You stop. Um, you got to keep moving. You got to, and plus the fact that think about the people that you can inspire yes, over the course of your lifetime.
1: Well said.
0: It's 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 incredible. So I and you are you inspire. I'm going to go run some now, and you inspired the hell out of me today. I I really appreciate it, Michael.
1: Hey, Kevin. I appreciate this opportunity. I mean, I mean it very sincerely. I mean, and, and you gave, you've given me an opportunity, you know, listen, if, if you think that a lot of people need to hear me, you know, but let's talk offline about how it can happen. I mean, there, there comes a point where it's one's moment, you know, and and there's a, there's a, a piece of sacred literature that says, and I'll kind of, you know, be very delicate as how I say it. You've been called into the kingdom for such a time as this. And and I believe that for me, this is that such a time as this moment. So I'm grateful, sir.
0: With the pandemic, Mm. with changes in our society, with the hate division and fear that is rampant in our society, we need people like you you, who can point us in a positive direction and can give us a blueprint on how to actually get that done. And so you need to listen to Michael. And so give him a call. Um, give get the phone number one more time.
1: 908-644-4122. That is the easiest and quickest way to reach me. And I'm available to do performance coaching. I'm available to assist you in your business. I'm available. I'm here I'm here to help. So, you know, and, and take advantage. And, and I'm going to give Kevin a plug, you know. Listen to what the man is saying. Listen to the guests, and and I'll just say this quickly because I'm any in, any internet on, entrepreneur that's watching. The what is free. The how you got to pay for. True. That's that's kept. You understand the what is free. This is the what, right? But we all have to make a living. I don't. I love my corporate job. Don't get me wrong. Grateful for it. I want to eventually transition out. But understand this for anybody who who wants to coach or who's thinking about coaching, this is free platinum jewels. We'll give you the what for free all day and all night. You got to pay for the how.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And, uh, and I, I, I appreciate you. Michael D Teague has been our guest and you don't go anywhere and I'll be right back. Okay.
1: You want me to hold on?